Modkatan, Per Gimel, Mishnah Zion, 3.7, and the Mishnah continues to discuss various halachas regarding mourning during the Cholomod period. So the first part of the Mishnah will discuss three practices. The first is tearing Kriya, that is the requirement to tear one's clothing, rending one's clothing as part of Avelus, mourning, and mourning, of course, is a Doraisa, and the observance through Kriya, tearing Kriya, tearing one's clothing, is an obligation um, for one's seven relatives. Again, then we're talking about the mother, father, sister, brother, son, daughter, and spouse. And the Kriya for a relative requires tearing at least one tefach of one's outer garment. If we're talking about one's parents, then it would be um, actually all the garments down to the skin to expose, expose the heart on the left-hand side there. Um, and that is not done on Yom Tov at all. One can't Random clothing in Yom Tov, for Malacha. Um, also, normally the Kriya is done after the burial. We don't usually bury, we don't bury people on, on Yom Tov. Um, although sometimes if one's, let's say, in the presence of someone as they die, so then there'd be a mitzvah also to tear Kriya. Nowadays, the Allahas, we don't do that unless we are in the presence of someone who is uh, like a known tzaddik, Tamachachim, who dies. Um, in any case, so our mission wants to discuss, do we do Kriya on Chol HaMoed? Second one wants to discuss the question of, of being cholets. Now this chalitza, this this is uh, nothing to do with the chalitza of the yibum and chalitza. It's talking about the exposing of one's shoulders of those who are carrying the beer, B-I-E-R, the the bed on which the um, the deceased is being transported to their to the burial. So the minig was to essentially to tear down the clothing, either to tear down off the shoulders. Um, or maybe to, to rip a hole and then put one's arms through the hole, um, exposing one's shoulders. This would be done by the men, not the women carrying. The Kriya would be done by women too, although if a woman is tearing Kriya for her mother or father, so then um, the proper custom is to first tear the under layer and then turn it around. So then when she tears the over layer also, she's tearing all her clothing down to like fully, um, but not exposing her chest. In any case, the Cholten is exposing the shoulders, and it's not done nowadays, and the time the Mishnah was done. Um, and third is Ve'ein Mavrin. This is the Sudas Havra'a. This is the uh, customary meal by which friends and neighbors bring food to feed the mourners when they return back from the burial. It was normally done in Mishnah times, like in the public square or whatever in the street, and with all the friends and neighbors bringing food. Um... And our Mishnah is saying that during Chol HaMoed, in Koran, one doesn't tear Kriya, the Lo Cholten, one doesn't expose his shoulders, carrying the corpse for burial, the in Mavrin, nor does one participate in this kind of obligatory ceremonial food, you know, meal after the burial, Ela Krovav Shelmes, except for the immediate relatives who are bl- obliged to do so. The reason why is because we are trying to navigate the tension between the obligation for Simcha on Chol HaMoed and the obligation for Avelus. So therefore, the way the Bartonella understands, and that's how we'll learn it here, is that on Chol HaMoed, um, only people who absolutely are obliged technically to participate in the Avelus may and must do so, whereas um, others, let's say, you know, I don't know, nieces, close friends and family, etc., other than the, the seven relatives, um, although normally maybe they would want to participate and also rent their clothing, etc., that may not be done on Chol HaMoed. Further says the Mishnah, Ein mavrin ela al mita zakufa. 
The Sudas Havra, that special meal, is eaten by the mourners on a mita zakufa, on a like a bed or couch, that's the right way up. This is referring to the fact that the normal custom is that one is to do to be hofech the mitos. In the time of the mission, they would turn all the beds and couches um, upside down, turn them over, um, and then people would you know sleep on an overturned bed or sit on an overturned couch. But the mission is saying during chol moed they sit on couches that are the right way up. Ve'imolichen lebeisa evel lo betavla v'lo iskutla v'lo bekanon ela besalim. Furthermore, says the Mishnah, when the friends and neighbors are bringing the food to the Sudas Havra'ah for the mourners, they may not bring it in fancy like gold and silver utensils, but rather in simple wicker baskets. Originally, the friends and neighbors who brought the food wanted to put it in, you know, on a fancy silver platter and stuff. Um, but the problem was the less affluent neighbors couldn't afford that, and therefore they were embarrassed and you know uncomfortable and impeded from bringing. And therefore, the rabbis made a general decree, which is that across the board, whether on Cholomot or otherwise, those who bring food to the Sudus Havra must bring it in simple wicker baskets, putting the rich and poor on equal footing. The actual words here, a tavla is like a, some sort of like, like a tray, like a silver tray, let's say, um, or some other nice tray. Um, is kutla, the bartender brings two pshatim, either he says it's like a table, a small table, silver, gold, or glass like small table. Um, he has another shot that it's like a silver bowl. And the canon, also some kind of like a fancy basket, let's say a silver basket or something. In any case, whatever they are, one isn't to bring food in those, ella besalim, rather in simple wicker baskets made of, you know, simple like reeds, peeled reeds. Fine. Um, further says the Mishnah, ve'en omrim birkas avelim b'moed, the bracha, which was said at the Sudas Havra'a in the public square, while everyone's eating that customary meal normally, um, is not going to be done, not going to be recited all on Cholomoed. Um, furthermore, um, most of them that the Sudas Havra'a will only happen, will happen during Cholomoed, um, but only in their private homes. Of Omdin Bishura, one thing that does happen is that they do set up these, these lines of people um, to do the nichum avelim after the burial, after the kavura. So nowadays the custom is that after the burial, the, all the people who are attending the burial, other than the relatives who are in actual avelus, they stand in two lines, and the mourners pass between those two lines, and um, as they pass through, the people in the line say, etc., some words of consolation. The actual formula, the actual formula that was used in the mission might be a little different, but be that as it may, more, that's not what's important. What's important, from my point here, is that not only is that what's changed from where the mission imagines it is that the what happened in the mission time is the the mourners formed the two rows, and the guests, I'll call them, who came to comfort the mourners, they would pass between the two. They would do the walking and say, as they would pass by the mourners. So the Mishnah is saying that that is done on Chol HaMoed. The Nichem Avelim, the accompanying the mourners, is done on Chol HaMoed. But then immediately once that's done, the permission is given to all the attendees to go back home. They don't sit around and do the Surah Savra in the public square and don't make the Birkas Avelim and other things like that. Um, Okay, so it's hard to say exactly halacha lemais on this, and as much as our customs have changed um, to a great deal from what they were back in the time of the Mishnah. Um, nevertheless, the the basic point here is that um, one does tear kriya 
normally um, for one's relative um, or one's rav or if he's in the presence of someone when they die um, who is a notable person of note, noteworthy person. The kriya must be done standing up. That's important. Shulchan Aruch Paskins, if one does teres kriya while sitting down, then he's not yoti, he has to do it again. Um, during, if a person if a person dies on the yomtif itself, no kriya is torn until after the regal, and meaning on motzi yomtif, then the kriya will be torn, and the shiv will begin then. Um, there are different customs regarding tearing kriya on cholamoed. Um, German Jews only tear kriya for their mother or father during cholamoed. Um, other Jews do, Ashkenazi Jews do tear um, on cholamoed for all seven of the relatives. Um, I think that's the that's the that's the pro- unless you have a cousin to the contrary, that would be proper to tear for all seven of your relatives. Um, there are some differences between tearing kriya for one's parents versus other relatives. Um, most noteworthy, I said, is um, for a regular relative, it would just be the a tefach, one you know, I'll call it four inches of tear. Whereas for one's um, parents, one would tear not just the top layer, one tefach, but even all the layers down. Um, on the left hand side, all the way down to expose expose the chest, expose the heart where the heart is. Um, afterwards, there are restrictions on repairing it. If it's for one's parents, one could never fully repair the the tear. That's less no get nowadays. Only people do fix their rent garments and so on. Um, the sudas havra is not done on um except for immediate relatives, if done all, the customs really have fallen away, although the Shulchan Aruch does bring it. And we don't do kafiyas and meat at all nowadays. We don't turn over any beds. Um, they're just not done nowadays. And I think that pretty much is a good overview of the halachas.